into the end zone. And a touchdown to Sterling Shepard with a drive for the Giants. There's Barkley at a 32-yard run, and this one's going for longer than that. Inside the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5, 6 for Saquon. They're coming after Jones, and a touchdown to Linden to Caden Smith. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 17 of Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined as always with Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. Giants got a big win this week against the Redskins. Danny Dimes showed up and showed out. Five touchdown passes, 350 yards. The first time a rookie's ever done that. It was great to see this. Everything's starting to click. Uh... They did end up going into OT, but I think that has a lot to do with their defense, and we will talk about that later. But, Sean, what did you think of the game? Yeah, it was a very good win. Um, Great day for the offense. You mentioned uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, This is his fourth game this season with at least 300 passing yards and four touchdowns, which is uh, an amazing stat. Uh, He has 23 passing touchdowns in 11 games. And uh, just to think, if he would have started all 16 games this year, he'd be on pace right now for 34 passing touchdowns, which would have uh, shattered Baker's record last year at 27. So I, I mean, if he if he is the starter at the start of the season and then doesn't injure his ankle, he, he definitely would have had the record by far. Uh, he's still got a chance in it realistically because uh, he has to throw four to tie and then five to take the lead. But there, it's still... It could still happen, but um, yeah, if, if there's anyone out there that still believes he can't be a, the franchise quarterback for this team, then you're just lying to yourself at this point. Um, as long as he fixes the fumbling issues, he will be a star in this league for years yeah. to come, that's for sure. Um, I don't need to explain much about Saquon, because we all know when he's at the top of his game, he's the best back in this league. Uh, 279 scrimmage yards yesterday, that was uh, most by a player in a game this year. He absolutely dominated. Um, obviously, that was great to see. Uh, Golden Tate and Shep both had very solid games, the receivers. But uh, also Caden Smith, the the rookie tight end, stepping in for Evan Ingram and Rhett Ellis in the past couple games due to their injuries. But he had uh, two big touchdowns, including the game winner, and he's really stepped up in both of their absences. Um, Just heading on the defense real quick, Lorenzo Carter had his best game of the year. He had a sack and a half, four QB hits, and a, a pass deflection, which was good to see in a pretty quiet year for him. But, it, you know, he got it going down the stretch, so that was good. And then uh, just one last thing uh, about the, the whole Chase Young situation and uh, the, the draft situation. I know there are a lot of Giants fans that are mad about it, but in a, a win like this in such a rough season, is it's going to be huge for the confidence, I think, for the young guys on this team, just because we're, we're loaded with rookies and second-year players. Losing nine games in a row obviously wasn't great for their confidence. I think getting these two wins in a row to end, them se- end the season will be big for them going into next year. And uh, it's not the end of the world. There's still plenty of good talent in uh, this draft coming up. you got players like Isaiah Simmons and Andrew Thomas, so... I think, you know, we, we should just worry about the draft when that comes around. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, you know, look, here's a couple, couple things I got to talk about. First of all, uh, Danny Dimes is great. Love the kid. Obviously the right choice by the Giants. Not that Dwayne Haskins isn't also awesome because until yeah. he got hurt, uh, everything I saw from him, the, the guy's playing great. It's been a couple weeks where he's he's really starting to put it together. And – He's he's really NFL quality, and I and I think the Giants could have been happy either way as far as which guy they had drafted. I think had it been Haskins, I think you probably yeah. just would have seen a lot more of Eli Manning this year uh, mm-hmm. because clearly, you know, he needed a little bit more grooming. That's all fine and well. I think my other big problem, and and this it was kind of the same thing last week. Big halftime lead, nothing, nothing in the second half. Seven points in the second half. Obviously, they, they scored the touchdown in OT to win it, but it, it, it seems to me, again, that this, this team, no matter what happens at ha- like leading into the half, they're not a good second-half team. It, it's shocking that for the second week in a row, they've been able to close a team out, and it's only because those two teams are two of the three teams that are worse than them in this entire league. 
So, you know, you could pat yourself on the back for, for the two-game winning streak. I mean, yeah! The Giants stink, and they have a lot of things they need to fix. We, we got, we, we've got a great offense. I think everybody sees yeah. that with, with, with uh, you know, the way Saquon bounced back, the historic game uh, uh, from, from Daniel Jones. Great to see the two receivers playing well. Caden Smith obviously in for Evan Ingram. He's on a fantasy team, too. That was great to see. The offensive line, I thought, for the most part, played really well. Yeah. I, I'm drawing a blank on, on the right tackle that came in after Remmers had the concussion. Nick, Nick Gates. Nick yeah. Gates, I thought, played a sensational game. Mm-hmm. Um, the long arms on that kid. And and you, you could just see him sort of – because th- those, those ends are tough. But, man, uh, did he play well. This defense is still awful. Yeah, and and it and it took really the Redskins just aren't very good, and they put thirty five up on you. Yeah, and, yeah. Case Keenum didn't have much trouble going up and down the field, honestly, which is not a great sight to see. I mean, you should you've got to be concerned about that if you're a Giants fan. Which, and I've been hearing a lot about this the last couple of days. My my buddies, the Keys brothers, even kind of threw a, a Facebook post out there. You're not a real fan. If you don't want, if you want the Giants to not win, and and I and I think that's ridiculous. And, and listen, it's not like I'm watching the game and I'm like, come on, drop it, drop it, drop it. I mean, it's it's not that. But I'm watching these this team play these horrible teams and struggle with them. There, there's the reason the Redskins didn't go for two in regulation was they didn't want to win. They didn't want to win the game. Plain and simple. And I don't know if Dan Snyder told Bill Callahan, don't win the game, but he wasn't trying to win the game. The Redskins didn't want to leave there with a win. And and I give the Giants credit for feeling like they wanted to, 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 to walk away with a win, but what does this do for the Giants? I mean, right? Ultimately, what does one more win do? Daniel Jones should feel good about himself that he, that he ended an eight-game personal losing streak. That's great. Yeah. You want them to get sort of a taste of winning. But does that hurt the Giants or help the Giants, this win? Can you draw more off him coming through with a big win, five touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers? Is that bigger than this team now losing out probably on the chance to pick up Chase Young? And I know you 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 think yeah. there's still a chance that it could still happen. I still think he could end up the number one pick. Uh, through a, a series of trades and, and, and moving up Maybe. and down or whatever. But that's neither here nor there. My whole point is there's an expression, cutting off your nose to spite your face. Okay? You love that expression. Well, whether the, listen, whether the Giants are 3-13 and 13 or 2-14 and 14 or 4-12 or 5-11, and 11, none of those are good years. No. None of those are good years. And every win just moves the Giants a little bit further away from maybe getting that impact player and on the idea of Chase Young, you know, the big argument I'm hearing against Chase Young right now is that maybe, just maybe, he won't pan out. No. And that is a, I mean, if if that is your argument for why the Giants should go 4-12, and 12, it's stupid. It's a weak argument. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, guy's got the highest defensive grade since Von Miller. The chances of, of Chase Young not being the 13-15 to 15 sack guy they project him to be Slim and none. You could you could point at Leonard Williams and be like, "Well, look at Leonard Williams." They're not the they're not the same. They're not player. even close to the same. No. And and again, that's the idiotic arguments that I've been hearing, and it, and it just doesn't add up. I'm glad the Giants won. I celebrated the Giants' victory. Had a couple drinks after the game to to I really enjoyed it, and I loved the way Jones and Barkley played. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I couldn't help but feel off the Redskins get Chase Young. I'm not going to be feeling good about this win next season. Well, the the thing with the Redskins, uh, first off, Giants win this game. I liked it. It, it. This was a rebuilding season. We all knew that. And to see glimmers of hope and to see them actually play a game well and from, I mean, even though they they struggled the second half, it was still they played from quarter one to overtime. We're able to get the win. I like seeing that. And as far as Chase Young goes, first off, I don't think the Redskins need to get Chase Young. They got Montez Sweat. They got Ryan Kerrigan. The, 
Yeah, that's the one thing. They have a very good front seven. Yeah, they do. So, so, I mean, obviously, he, he's going to help anywhere he goes. But I, you see, like, the Niners, they just keep stacking talent into their D-line. But I, I do agree there is a chance that maybe that's not even their biggest need. Yeah, and sure. I mean, with the struggles they've had from Trent Williams this year, mm-hmm. talking about misdiagnosing cancer or whatever, and that whole debacle, picking up a, a, a tackle like Andrew Thomas, I think, is the best bet for them, which would still leave the Giants to get Chase Young. But... The one thing, the Giants just need defensive help. Obviously, Chase Young is great. He is he, he looks phenomenal, getting all these sacks, doing a bunch of great things. But if you have looked at the past couple games he's had, when they run away from him, when the teams run away from him, when he gets doubled, uh, or when he's off the ball getting held, which is just a part of the, the uh, line of scrimmage, whenever you're not near the ball and you're getting held, Chances are it might not get called. He struggles with that stuff. And when you want to be a true playmaker, you got to work around that stuff and get to to the ball or the quarterback. And he struggled. Now, do I think he's not going to pan out and he's not? No, he's going to be great. He's going to be a phenomenal defensive end. But I still think the Giants can get him. But you want a playmaker? I think Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Linebacker who's fast enough to play safety. He can play out at cornerback. He can yeah. play all over the field, and he can blitz. And the the coverage, him, his pursuit of the ball on run plays, his ability to blitz. I think, yes, Chase Young is a phenomenal pass rusher. He's phenomenal D end, but overall, offensively, being able to impact the game in both the pass game with coverage in the run game with pursuit in the in the pass game as well with blitzing i i think isaiah simmons is a great consolation prize obviously chase young is number one you want to want chase young but i and i think chase young could still fall there, yeah, I mean, it, I, I agree with you on Isaiah Simmons. It, just the, his versatility, I mean, Clemson uses him so many different ways. You see him uh, up in the box as a safety. You yeah. know, he's great at linebacker. He can also uh, rush the passer. So, And just a, a player like that who can be on the field for all three downs, make an impact for this Giants defense. And I think uh, – Obviously, I think pass rush is our second biggest need, but I think our biggest need right now in defense is the inside linebacker position just because Alec Ogletree has been awful this year. I mean, we've seen that was a bad trade for Gettleman the whole way through, I think. You know, Connolly, he showed some some signs, but um, coming off that ACL injury, we don't know how great he's going to be right away. So I just think that we need someone in that inside linebacker position. I think Isaiah Simmons would be a great fit for that. And you could also throw him in um, some dime packages, you know, playing safety, stuff like that. So I, I think that he's he'll also be, like you said, a great consolation prize. I mean, uh, here's here, I guess this is my point. You're both calling him a consolation prize. And have you ever won a consolation prize? You ever go somewhere, you play a carnival game, maybe you're shooting the hoops, you, you, you got what you want to get, your girl the big the big thing, and, and you end up getting a, like a little... I mean, is Pencil. that the same thing? Does that feel as good or no? That's uh, my point. I mean, what? listen, Chase Young's the guy you want. Chase Young's probably the guy you need. You need an impact player. And, and look, these guys still don't get enough pressure. Yeah. Look at what they were able to do to the Redskins a little bit. Get a little bit of pressure on, on, on Haskins. They got some sacks, right? In the second half, they, they, it was right back to, to me not getting any pressure on the QB. And the Giants can't do that. The secondary's not good enough to allow for that. So the biggest need you have is the biggest skill this guy has. This guy projects to be somewhere between... Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. I mean, it's a win either way. You know what I mean? You got it's a Bosa on the top and a Bosa on the bottom. It's a Bosa sandwich with Chase Young. He's exactly what the Giants need, and I and I hate the idea that people are trying to talk themselves out of it because it's easy to do that today. And if you beat the Eagles next week, (laughs) five and eleven, and now you're even further back into that draft, and you're probably. And again, as much as I would love to stick it to the Eagles, it only helps Dallas. Yeah. I mean, that's a lose-lose as far as I'm concerned. 
Because um, I don't care what happens to either one of those teams. But all I know is, is I would really, if this season's going to be what it was, and I had to endure every horrible game, I want Chase Young. I deserve Chase Young. I put up with three years of this bull because I want Chase Young. Yeah. And now here we are. And again, listen, I, I've been telling you guys from day one, I want to see improvements week in and week out. And I think the last two weeks offensively, I think you've seen that. Yeah, for sure. Defensively, you haven't. You still haven't seen this team play a complete game through four quarters and an overtime. This team did not play well in the second half at all. They couldn't score. They couldn't stop the Redskins. And again, this game goes to overtime. Like The Redskins certainly didn't give. Did anybody feel like the Redskins were going all in on this one? Did you, yeah. did you feel it a little bit? Uh, I mean, not, not until that, that last 99-yard drive, which was pretty scary. But um, other than that, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I think the Giants were just also just a better team on the field throughout the game. Also, that that yeah. block punt in the in the third quarter was huge. Gave sure. the Redskins easy field position, made it a, a one-score game right after that. I mean, that was a big turn in the game where I think a lot of people forget about. I, I, I don't think I had to do too much about, you know, the de- obviously the defense didn't play well. But you look at all the players out there, literally everyone in our secondary is a rookie except for Antoine Bethea, who has probably been our worst secondary player this year. And you, you for a veteran, you hope – we had so much more for him as a free agent coming in this year. But there's, there's just so much youth and inexperience in that secondary. We're bound to get uh, burnt at some point. But I, I think they, they came around, uh, and a couple of them are looking good. I think Julian Love has showed signs. Um, yeah. The only one I'm really worried about right now is, is Corey Ballantyne in that, that nickel slot position. He's been getting burnt, but Sam yeah. Beal is in an aggress- aggressive corner. He's looked a lot better um, ever since he's came in. DeAndre Baker, we've been talking about the past couple weeks. But, I mean, he could truly be a lockdown corner going forward, I think. So I think it's got to do with the, the youth and inexperience. And then, you know, Ogletree is out. We, Dayon Buchanan got the start. So a lot of players that just weren't in there all season. So, I mean, the defense, obviously, it isn't great. But, I, I mean, I, I, I think it, it was still good to see them get the win. Let me ask you both this then. All right. Do you think James Betcher is the right guy to, to, to be the defensive coordinator of this team? Is it the right defense with the right people? Thoughts thoughts on on the job Betcher's done and whether or not you think is it his fault this team's not playing well or is it we're just gonna blame youth and 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 basically we're gonna chalk it up to well, they're young what'd you expect I don't think he's doing right at all because the past couple games when they have been doing well it has been they looked phenomenal in the first half and then something happens during halftime. They get complacent, and they don't do well coming out of the halftime. And that is 100% on the coach. It's not good. You need to rally your troops. You need to get them psyched up and ready to go out and play another half of football, and they're not doing it. And maybe it is with the scheming, maybe coaches going to halftime making adjustments, but he's got to come out with adjustments to their adjustments. he got to be working hard. That's why I like guys like – possibly Jim Harbaugh or Ron Rivera coming to the Giants, those defensive-minded coaches, whether they are the head coach or the defensive coordinator, they know how to run a defense and scheme for that stuff. But uh, no, I, I don't think James Betcher's good. I, I still, even with these past couple weeks, don't have faith in Pat Shermer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not satisfied with the coaching staff right now. Yeah, and no, I agree um, with the better adjustments uh, stuff. I think that he should adjust to, you know, having such a young secondary. And so he should suit it to their strength instead of just um, being so hell-bent on his system and stuff like that. But um, I think James Betzer, when he did have talent on his defense, though, he had three top 10 defenses uh, right before he came to the Giants with the Cardinals. So if you get the talent in place, uh, and he's so uh, heavy on the blitz packages, but he's if you see his numbers and the blitz percentage, I think he blitzed almost 35% of the time when he was in Arizona. That's dropped down to about 20% with New York just because he has no trust in the secondary because of the youth and inexperience. So when his when his defense is at its best, I think that, you know, obviously I think that he's he's got a good scheme. I like his scheme, and I think that he could be a defensive, good defensive coordinator. I just don't – but I do agree that he should be able to adjust um, to what his, his player strengths are with all the um, – 
youth on the team. So I I think with what he's got, he's done a decent job. But um, and I also think it, it falls on the execution. There's been you know so many missed tackles this year and stuff like that. That's yeah. I mean, there's nothing the defensive coordinator can do when you're he's putting you in the right spot to make the plays. If you're missing tackles on there, I mean, you can't blame that on Betcher. That's that's on the players. So I I guess for me. And I like a lot of what you said there. You know, you're you're running a scheme that maybe doesn't play into your strengths. Yeah. So why would you continue to do that? That's that's my that's my one problem with right. Him. That, yeah. That's to me that's reason to fire the guy. That's that's reason to replace that guy. My other thought is you're you have a terrible team of young guys, and I understand you don't trust the secondary. But with that in mind, I think I would blitz more. Because again, if you're going to lose anyway, why sit back and get picked apart? You know, you know. I mean, maybe 10, 12 years ago, maybe you could try that. It was a different league. The rules were different. In a pass-happy league, I think just sitting back in a zone and getting picked apart is, I mean, somebody like Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins can 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 destroy you like that and those aren't yeah. even like top 15 quarterbacks so so the the system is bad this idea that i, I mean again i like that the giants are scoring points these last couple weeks go for it just throw the ball down the field what's the worst that's gonna happen it's gonna get picked return for a touchdown and you lose probably gonna lose anyway I haven't understood this. It seems like the play calling defensively, even more than offensively, is too conservative for where we're at and what's going on. If you're worried about these guys getting exposed in this, then blitz them. Blitz them more. Blitz them double. Blitz more than anybody in the league. Because, listen, if you're going to get burned, you're going to get burned. Right? I mean, you might as well put some pressure on the guy. Hey, make the perfect throw here. There, there's, there's ways around it, but again, I think ultimately for me, they're, they're just not playing to their strength, and that mm-hmm. seems like a really stupid way to go about their business. I don't, I don't get that. If you're the DC, what linebacker or what, what, who are you blitzing? Because I feel like you know, none of them can really get. I don't care. Up. Blitz anybody. Just blitz them. All right. Got to do it. You got to do it because, again, you could sit back in a zone and you're not any better in there either. So what's the difference? Well, you got to be able to get off blocks. And I think that's falls perfectly in line with my Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, there's not a also. Because he not can a, blitz very well. Seven a, sacks on the season. Yeah, there's not a lot of good blitzing linebackers on the Giant. I mean, David Mayo and Alec Ogletree are more known for their, their run stopping more than they are, you know, uh, rushing the quarterback. So... Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't think it's. I, I think the blitz he, corners then blitz safeties. I, I mean, yeah, again, no, there is different ways to change there's, it there's up. A, there's a lot of ways to do it. Again, to to yeah. not do anything and to sit back seems like the worst the worst idea of the group. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think if you do blitz though, and and with not great blitzing linebackers, if they don't get home, then you're just asking for so many more uh, broken plays in the in the secondary. We I think I had a stat a couple of weeks ago where they've gave up uh, 12, 40 plus yard. Um, I think they're the worst in the league. Am I, I right? I think I think if if we blitz a lot more though with no successful blitzing linebackers, I think that number could almost double. And that at that point, we're I mean we're saying obviously to you know fire everyone. It, it, at that point, it'd be awful. So. I don't, I don't know. I'm all right with it. Oh, I, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I hope they, I hope they do clean house because. I, I don't even mean that necessarily. I mean, I do too. But I, again, I, yeah. I think the idea of just blitzing the kitchen sink at them. Right? I mean, again, you're probably yeah. going to get beat anyway. You're definitely going to get beat if there's no pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. With no yeah. pressure, I mean, and again, that's the reason why yeah. the numbers. That, is it going to get worse? Well, maybe. You know what I mean? Is it yeah. going to double? It's, I don't think that that's an accurate. You know that it would double. Yeah, I, I think it would. It would go up a tick, and I think you'd probably create more opportunities for turnovers and sacks. So, 
I think yep. the trade-off would be negligible, to be honest. Yeah, and I do, I do agree with you. And uh, sitting back in the zone, and the corners playing so far off. Every that's uh, that's my one biggest pet peeve about the Giants' defense is that literally quarterbacks have all day to sit back there and just pick apart our zone. I do completely agree with that because it's it's very frustrating to watch. And he plays, he doesn't play a lot of man coverage. He doesn't, like I said before, he doesn't trust the secondary to do that. So. But I think, and I agree with you in that part. That I mean, sometimes you have to, you got to send the house and just trust your men back there to, I mean, make the plays and, and coverage. This is very similar to uh, going to college football. Second week of the season, Texas against LSU. Texas kept that game close with their blitz packages, only losing by a touchdown to what is now the number one team in the country and the mm-hmm. number one seed in the college football playoff. But then when Texas started getting into Big 12 play, they went into that zone because of the pass attack of all the Big 12 teams. And that's where they started falling down. And now they're playing Utah in the Alamo Bowl, which, uh, mm-hmm. I mean. Can we just gush about Saquon, though, for a hot minute? Oh, yes, we need to. We, we, sure. we you know, I mean, it'd be easy to just sort of gloss over because this is what the guy's supposed to be doing week in and week out. But, boy, some of those moves, oh my the God. way he makes people miss, I, I think it wouldn't be fair if we didn't give this guy yeah. uh, just a minute where we all talk about how amazing he is. I don't ever want to hear anybody say that was the wrong draft pick to make because it most certainly wasn't. Yeah. I don't care that we're going to lose some of his prime years during this rebuild. I'm okay with that because when this team gets good, again, I think watching what this offense can do, him and Daniel Jones with those receivers. I mean, Darius Slayton had no catches yesterday or one catch maybe. Yeah. You know, it it was – That, that's the kind of and this is with no Evan Ingram on the field. Can you imagine yeah. if you if you mm-hmm. had this offense, uh, Rembers had to leave the game. Imagine what this team would look like if you had everybody healthy, everybody going. This is a really good offense. Yeah. And, and again, we, I think we still haven't seen a game yet. With, haven't with seen them a game with all strength. those guys in yeah. there. And, and, and this is again, I think for me, one of my biggest complaints about Pat Shermer is why the conservative play calling? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're four and eleven. I just, yeah. I think I think you started to see it open up a little bit. A little bit in the passing, they got Saquon. And then it stopped in the second half. Getting Saquon yeah. involved and in the pass game was huge. Yeah. You so see big. what happens when they do it. Uh, they start scoring points. Uh, but I mean, only four receptions is not like I. I think yeah. Saquon's got to be the one thing. Why Eli Manning was so good with Saquon last year? Why he made Saquon look so great is because he was so quick with the checkdown. Yeah. Now Daniel Jones, he's he's got his eyes downfield. He's looking downfield for the bomb, mm-hmm. but he does uh, not as quick as Eli Manning. But he does need to decide. Okay, I'm going to check this down to Saquon. And we saw yesterday what Saquon can do when he touches the ball at anywhere in the field. Twenty six touches, good. I'd like to yeah. see that number closer to thirty, thirty five. Um, but but to me, this was a good start. And again, I, I think when when you Look at the end result of how this game went, and you look at your offensive stats. You, there's no reason this can't be every week for the Giants. Yeah. I mean, I understand the, the Redskins are the Redskins, and they're not that good. But still, you can put up big numbers against other solid teams. Yeah. So let's take a break from that and go on to the preview for this week's game. Week 17, the season closer, Eagles – Come to MetLife. Close one on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, what do you think about this game, Sean? I thought, yeah, I think it will be an interesting game. Um, obviously, Eagles receivers are decimated right now. Yeah. Uh, Greg Ward and uh, Ortega Whiteside, they're, they're two number ones right now. A couple people you've never heard of. So... I think that, you know, it will be better for this uh, Giants secondary. Obviously, we've been talking about it the whole time that they've been bad all year. But the game against the Eagles, I mean, only giving up, I think, 23 points in an overtime game, only three points in the first half. I think it will be much better for them. Uh, the, the one player that worries me in the uh, Eagles right now is Miles Sanders, who over the past couple yeah. weeks has really had a couple monster weeks. Saquon's um, back up. Yeah, Sa- yeah, teammates at Penn State. But uh, I think that, yeah, um, Miles Sanders, we definitely have to worry about him. And then um, – but for the the offensive side of the ball, I, I think uh, I think it will be another good game for this offense. I really do because the Eagles secondary isn't great. Um, Daniel Jones he likes to take more chances down the field than uh, Eli does, which is where really where the Eagles uh, 
secondary struggles and the, those kind of double moves and stuff like that. When they, when Daniel Jones does have good protection, he's going to have time to, to hit them downfield. So I think it will be an interesting game, um, and I, I, th- I think it will be a close game. And uh, you mentioned before you don't – you don't want to see the Giants win, but I, w- I want to ruin the Eagles season. I really do because you said it's a lose-lose, but even if the Cowboys do get in, I'm not worried about them winning anything in the playoffs. They're, I mean, they're the Cowboys. We know this. They have all the talent in the world, but they can't do anything with it. So I, I would like to, to ruin, uh, ruin the Eagles season this week, get another win for Daniel Jones going to the offseason. But, uh, yeah, it should be a good one. I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't, I don't think I'm clear on who you're picking. What, uh, oh, are we doing pick? Oh, um, are we doing picks yet or no? I think we're just. Did I jump the gun there? I thought it was pick, you doing pick a time. Uh, Miles Sanders has been great. He's actually on my fantasy team, and he's he's been uh, you know kind of keeping that team in in it. Uh, yeah. I, I you know watched a lot of the game uh, with the Cowboys and and the Eagles last night, and uh, you know obviously I've been following uh, Miles Sanders and the way he's been playing. Um, you know, this the worst part of this. And again, if if you if you just thumb through these numbers, the eight and seven Eagles and the four and eleven Giants, the numbers are strikingly similar across the board, and it just goes to show how close the Giants were in a bad division to where they could have been competitive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really. This was the year. They really. This team easily could be in contention for this division. That's how bad this division is. Mm -hmm. And and I'm 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 glad that they're not competing for the division because I think the Giants would have really been kidding themselves going forward because I don't think any team in this division should feel good about itself right now. And I think if you're the Giants and the Redskins, I think you got to feel almost as good as those other teams do going forward as far as the talent you have on the field, your draft position, and sort of the way things are going to shake out in the next few years. I think the fortunes of this division are going to start to turn quickly, and I think it's going to start this Sunday when the Giants beat the Eagles. Oh, all right. I'm doing it. All I, right. Yeah, I didn't throw my pick in there, but I I think this I Giants team right now, the way they're playing, and in a big situation where, you know, you're not playing for anything more than further hurting your draft stock, I'm fine with that, I guess. But to ruin the Eagles season and to complicate things a little bit for Dallas in the same, I think that, that for, for the Giants, I think that's going to be all the motivating factor they need. To, I just again I think the way this Giants offense is playing I think Dallas I, uh, the Eagles are gonna have a tough time slowing this attack down and I just don't think the Eagles offense is consistent enough Mm-mm. believe it or not to outplay this Giants defense I really don't right. I think if the Giants want to win this game and approach this game like they're going all out to win it I think they can win the game all right, I like hearing that. But uh, I, right now, if this is March Madness, the NFC East is like the Sun Belt. <laughs> They're just gonna, yes. the winner of that division going to go to the playoff and just show up and get smacked by like the Seahawks. Yeah, it's 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 nothing. I mean, I, I like it to be messy. I think it will be messy before we actually. Get official picks for week 16 pending the Vikings against the Packers tonight. Joe, six and nine. Sean, eight and seven. And myself, six and three. Joe still has a two game lead over Sean. <laughs> and Sean's got a two game lead over myself. It's getting intense. It's, it's getting all going to come down. We're good, man. We're good. I think that's what I think that's what you could take out of these picks. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty on. A couple shaky weeks, but a couple great weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Those shaky weeks were more the, the the byproduct of really what's been to me one of the like most inconsistent NFL seasons I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. You got you, the the Seahawks losing some home games. The Cardinals. You know what I mean? Like, there's been a lot of weird. There's been a lot of weird games this season where, you know, I think earlier where where Tampa blew out the Rams in that shootout where you're like, come on, what is this? Right after, right after losing to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a tough season. 
to predict. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that we've done as well as we have just goes to show we know what we're talking about. I mean, I would hate to be betting money on these games. That's so crazy. Yeah. Agreed. But uh, let's get into picks. So, uh, well, is it a clean sweep with the Giants here? Did that really happen? We are, we're all picking the Giants. Yes. Yeah, I'm going Giants. All right. Last time it happened was against the Dolphins. <sighs> well. Hey, that's a, that's a, that's it a good worked, time. It worked. It worked. It sure did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then uh, Battle of the AFC East. Jets go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Jets got a big win last week against the Steelers. Um, I, I feel like that was their Super Bowl. I think they go into Buffalo and Josh Allen and that Buffalo defense just destroys them. I, yeah, I agree. Um, I think the Bills are just a much better team. Obviously, Jets have shown improvement since uh, Sam Darnold's been back from the mono. But, um, yeah, I don't think that would be enough for to go against this good uh, Bills defense. I think they're probably a little pissed off right now, especially um, a winnable game they could have had against the Patriots last week. So I think they get a statement win uh, right before they head in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Bills. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, like, I'm looking at the records, and I'm thinking – the Jets finish seven and nine, and they feel great about themselves. And, and then I look at the Bills, and I'm thinking, are the Bills going to go eleven and five? The ten and six seems like a like a more reasonable record for this Bills team. Yeah. So I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be one of the upsets of the week. But I do believe that the Jets will nip the Buffalo Bills, uh, and 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 somewhat complicate things for Buffalo. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Bills locked up the five seed too, so I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to be sitting players or not. Yeah, right. So I noticed not even... I noticed the spread was close, a lot closer than I, th- I thought it would be. So I, I think that's probably the reasoning behind it. I'd still go Bills right. though. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen has to show all the Sam Darnold fans that he was a better pick in that draft. That's true. Same draft that's class. That's all I'm going. J E T S. <laughs> all right, and then the Browns go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Um, something I, I can see the Bengals winning this game. However, I'm not going with that. I'm, I'm taking the Browns uh, to to get it done. Cause I mean, if, if they lose to the Bengals, I can see it happening. But that's just terrible. I had the same thought process. Um, I honestly think it will be a, a pretty close game. But um, I picked the Bengals last week and against probably the worst team in the NFL and the Dolphins, and, and they couldn't get that done. So even as bad as the Browns have been, I, I still got to go with them uh, in the final week this week. Back on December 8th in Cleveland, they lost 27-19. to 19. I think I've been saying it all season that I don't believe Cincinnati was going to win only one game this year. Um, if Cleveland loses, they're a 10-loss team, which I believe I, I said early in the season that they would lose double digits. Uh, so I think I am going to do it. I think I am going to make that call that the Bengals will uh, improve to 2-14, and 14, still get that number one pick. Uh, I think the Browns drop it. I think they go to 6-10. and 10. Just, just, to, just so that you really know it was a bad season for Cleveland. Like 7-9, and nine, you're like, they underperformed. 6-10, you suck. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is going to be you suck. All right. Give me the Bengals. I'm I'm not mad at that pick. That, that's... I, I I wouldn't be surprised honestly. Yeah. Then uh, the other side of the NFC East, Redskins go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys obviously fighting for their lives, uh, but they're also fighting against their coach. They don't want <laughs> Jason Garrett. I I I I wouldn't be surprised if they they've been losing games just to get Jason Garrett out of there. But uh, I, I don't know. Redskins are just that bad. Even if the Cowboys are trying to lose, Cowboys are going to get this win. Yeah, yeah big implications for uh, the Cowboys. Obviously, um, they don't control their own destiny. Obviously, they got to they gotta hope that the Giants beat the Eagles. But um, I think that still, yeah, they'll, they'll be able to get this one done at home. Um, Redskins just aren't nearly too talented or aren't nearly talented enough. Um, and I think that if Case Keenum ends up playing too, I, I think that this Cowboys defense could take advantage of that. So I, I got to go with Dallas on this one. See, I think if Case Keenum plays, I think the Redskins probably win the game. Yeah, I like Case Keenum. I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be Haskins 
And I think for that reason, and that reason only, I will take the Cowboys this week. Right. If Case Keenum was, if I knew Case Keenum was starting, I'm, I'm telling you, I, like I would Case probably, I would yeah. probably take the Skins in the upset I, again. Yeah. To really imagine if Dallas finishes seven and nine, I love it. Ooh, ho, ho. it'll it'll make four and twelve or five and eleven, whatever the Giants end up being. It'll make that feel okay, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, I, I feel, is a very underrated QB. I mean, he obviously came in and did very well. Last week against yeah. our he Giants. He always does. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. a couple years ago, he was in MVP talks when he was in Minnesota. So, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, he obviously uh, went into the, to the Broncos, which was a, a dumpster fire yeah. of itself. But I, I feel like there's something there. He just needs to find Chris the right uh, Chris Peelman said in the, the during the broadcast that he's probably the, the best backup QB in the league. And, I mean, I, I agree with that, to have uh, a player with that, that much experience um, – Going into games like that, I'm sure he's not not shook at all. You know, he he's been in that situation before, so I do agree. Other than maybe maybe Eli Manning, but you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I remember when Spielman said that, and and it, it seemed from what I saw on the sideline anyway that uh, Haskins and Keenum have a great relationship. Look very playful, and 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 uh, you know, I think it's important. You know, you talk about Eli being a backup. I think it's important to have a good guy there to mentor your young guy. To mm-hmm. teach that guy what it's like to, to to not always have have a you know the starting spot just handed to you, to have somebody there that that kind of challenges you a little bit, to have a Case Keenum or to have a Hall of Famer like Eli behind you where you really got to play well. I mean, if Daniel Jones would have completely tanked and had you know four interception games and and the turnovers were you know really impacting games, there's they could have very well likely gone back to Eli. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's worked out that Jones has played well, and they haven't won a lot of games, but he's played well. And you've seen the improvement week in and week out, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, did you see the video of Daniel Jones and Eli Manning okay. celebrating after the game? Oh, right? I, yeah. you got to love that stuff, yeah. man. That's what, the, that's what it's all about. Yeah. All right, now going to the NFC North. Packers still got to play tonight against the Vikings. Tough game. But then they go to Detroit, take on the Lions. Easy peasy game. Packers, regardless of what happens tonight, get it done against Detroit. This one's easy. Uh, you said it. After the 2-0-1 start for the Lions, they haven't done anything <laughs> since. So, uh, yeah, this one's easy. I got to go uh, Green Bay. Um, I won't even give you like a fake out. I'm just going to say Packers. I usually, I usually like to do that, but I, I won't bother. All right, all right. And then the AFC West Chargers go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs destroyed the Bears. Some people thought uh, the Bears could stick around. That that didn't happen. Chiefs uh, destroyed them at home. Uh, Chargers are a mess. Chiefs continue to roll. Get ready for the playoffs. Another easy one. Uh, I, I got to go with Kansas City and Chiefs. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, they're they're a team that I'm sure a lot of teams aren't looking forward to seeing in the AFC no. playoffs. They've been uh, red hot ever since Patrick Mahomes has come back. So, um, I would, yeah, watch watch out for the Chiefs in, the, in these playoffs. The Chiefs have been on a roll. I think my concern is, do they keep the offense on the? Do they keep their first team offense in this game? Did I think Matt Moore could even? I, I, maybe he can. Yeah. But would you agree that Matt Moore at quarterback isn't? Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Oh, he's yeah. If if they're up at halftime, it's twenty-one-three. Mahomes is is out for the rest of the game. Is there a chance the Chargers could could make a play and, and win a game, a game that's not as important to the Chiefs as is? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I this is I hate these weeks because you got to factor in. Well, what if they yeah. take them out after the first quarter? Then what? Who's yeah. gonna win that game? Yeah, we yeah week seventeen is tough for especially. If, I mean, anyone that has their fantasy still going, and then yeah, picks too. If the Chiefs win this game and the Patriots lose their, so the Chiefs are fighting for home field advantage. So if the mm-hmm. Chiefs win and the Patriots lose, they can still get home field. Chargers are one and four in their last five, and their only win was the game against Jacksonville, where they put up forty five. 
Mm-hmm. Where we all were like, oh, maybe they're... No. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Because yeah. it's been that all season, hasn't it? Where like, mm-hmm. oh, the charges... No, they're not. Oh, they're not. So... And yeah, the past couple of seasons, everyone was calling, you know, obviously in the media for Eli Manning to, you know, finally get benched. I, I think it's about time Phillip Rivers, you know, should, should call it a career. Every game that I've watched of him this year, he just... He doesn't have that, that same... Uh, that same arm strength that he did in the past. He just looked there are a couple floating ducks flying out there. Um, I really think that it's, it's, it should be a career for him soon. I'm thinking the chiefs, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I figured. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, back to the NFC North bears go to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Uh, plain and simple Vikings going to the playoffs. They might rest some guys here, but, uh, the Vikings clinched that division too. I, I I think the Vikings just overall are a better team. There's so much going wrong with the Bears this year, and uh, they just haven't seemed to find their footing. Vikings have looked great. Vikings are going to get it done at home to end their season, regular season. The Bears' uh, defense might be able to uh, contain the Vikings a little bit, but um, this Bears' offense isn't going to do much against a, a great no. Vikings D. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah I got to go Vikings uh, at home in this one. I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, You know, again, my fear is, and again, obviously tonight's game will have a big impact on what happens uh, next Sunday with the Vikings as far as, you know, first-team offense and and how long everybody stays in the game. But I'm I'm going to go with the on-paper Vikings because I think that makes the most sense. But I wouldn't be shocked, uh, again, if, if with it being Week 17, you see some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of weird stuff, Dolphins at the Pats. This is a game every year I, I pick the Dolphins to win. However, I'm not doing it this year because this is a game the, the Dolphins usually win. This at, Last week of the season, Brady isn't taking that many reps, and the second team's in. The, the Pats find ways to lose this game. But uh, they're fighting for home field advantage in the playoffs. I think they're they're still going to put up a fight, and they're, they're going to beat the Dolphins, especially at home. The offense uh, finally fi- or finally started to find some strides against the Bills last week. A very good defense, so yeah. um, I think it, they'll be good going uh, going into the postseason. But yeah, this this one's easy. Dolphins are the, the least talented team in the NFL, and um, uh, the Patriots will prove that Sunday. Have the Pats locked up that two spot? And yeah. I know the Ravens have locked yeah. up the one. Yes, if they yeah. if the Pats lose and the Chiefs win, the Chiefs can still get it. So the Chiefs would go to twelve and four. They would drop to twelve and four. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then head to head. Okay, then I'm going to take the Patriots because then Belichick won't let that happen. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the only again the scenario I see was you know if they had that spot locked up, you know maybe you don't see Brady after the first quarter after halftime. Um, but I think all things considered, uh, you know I know. Th- I know the Dolphins tend to win this game, but I don't. Not, I yeah. think not when it's got ramifications and where I think the Patriots can lock it down. I think Belichick will find a way. Also, this is the downtime on the Pats. They need to start proving themselves to prove that they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So, uh, the, and a game, and winning a game against the Dolphins is how you do it. You don't lose to a team like that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots beat the Dolphins like forty-five nothing, like one of yeah. those one of those like signature Bill Belichick beatdowns. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, again, and I know that I know that the Dolphins typically play well in this game in New England. Whatever. I just feel like I think this is a really important game for the Patriots. As far as you know, look if they win, they get a first round bye. Great. And if they lose and they end up having to play in the d- d- divisional round, well, we know they've never made it to a Super Bowl. So they'd already have an, one whole obstacle to overcome there. I think it's a huge game for the Patriots. And I think if the Patriots uh, eke out a win, it's going to do nothing to shut the critics up. Yeah. The whole don't bet against the Patriots. If they just squeak by Miami, I think I think people are going to – I, I, I think it's going to be a, a it'll be a tougher road and 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 they'll hear all the criticisms. I I agree because they, they can't play like they did against the Bengals uh, a couple weeks ago. Yep. I, th- I think that after that, um, 
after that, you know, cl- kind of it was close in the first half. Obviously, they they came away in the second half, uh, kind of with a bigger score. But still, I'd, a lot of the media jumped all over that. I, I I think the Patriots are done here in that. So I agree. I think the Patriots will go out and uh, win big. All right. Then the NFC South Falcons go to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Jameis Winston is an enigma of yes. the NFL. So many interceptions, so many touchdowns, so many yards. I don't know what it is. Do they need I don't even know what you can do as a GM, as a coach to to stop Jameis from throwing picks and costing them games. But I mean, cuz he's so good otherwise, he's throwing a bunch of passing yards and a bunch of passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think that continues. I, I think he will throw picks. Won't be that. Won't be too hurtful against the Falcons. And the Bucks get it done at home. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Falcons in this one. They their winners are of three straight. You know, beating the Niners the week before this, um, looking pretty good down the stretch. And then uh, Bucks. Uh, Mike Evans is on IR. Um, Chris Godwin didn't play this week. I don't know if he'll play next week. So. Their number one receiver will be Brashad Perryman. Um, even though the Falcons' secondary isn't great, I think that they've looked a lot better in the past couple weeks. I just don't think Jameis has enough weapons to, to go out and beat them, so I'm going to go with Atlanta. I mean, understand that they'd won four in a row, and I said that Tampa Bay would win as long as he didn't turn the ball over a bunch. I and picked He turned the ball over too. a bunch. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at this at this season that Tampa Bay's had, you know, they went through the four-game losing streak. They were in every one of those games. Yeah. This is one of those seasons where, you know, again, it's it's been a pick here, a costly turnover. That's what's killed this team all year. They're better than, the, than they've let on. Um, I think that Tampa Bay is going to win this football game. I think this is Jameis Winston's chance to prove last week was a fluke and that he's a good quarterback and that he should return as their starting yeah. quarterback. Uh, I think he's going to go out there and have the I, – I think he's going to go 350 and at least four touchdowns. Yeah, he's playing for a contract. Or he's going to be unemployed. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows it. <laughs> That's all the motivation yeah. I yeah. think Mr. Winston's going to need, honestly. I think he's going to go off. I think he will, regardless, he'll put up those those yards, those touchdowns. It's with the over-under on the interceptions, whatever it is. If he can mm-hmm. get only two, maybe they win. If he gets four, that's They lose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair. Now, now going to the other side of the NFC South. Saints go to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Carolina won the last matchup. I don't see them duplicating it. Saints are going to destroy them. Panthers looked really good under Kyle Allen uh, uh, in the middle of the season, and now they've shown, yeah, Kyle Allen is not the answer. Uh, Will Greer got the start last week. I'd imagine they keep with him, but Saints, they're going to win and clinch, uh, possibly clinch the number one seed in the NFC. Over the second half of the season, the Panthers uh, might have been the worst team in the NFL. They've yeah. they've been an absolute mess after uh, you know their somewhat successful start. So this is another easy one. Uh, I got to go Saints in this one. This was a five and three team that mm-hmm. now finds itself five and ten in the midst of a seven game losing streak. Quarterback change made things worse, not better. Uh, and and I certainly don't think against New Orleans uh, will you have your bounce back. It's a lost season for Carolina. Obviously, New Orleans is still competing uh, for uh, for a top berth. So uh, I have to assume that the uh, Saints going to run all all over them. It's going to be ugly. All right, going from the NFC South to the AFC South, Colts at Jaguars. Um, both teams pretty much out, yeah, both teams out of the playoff hunt. Uh, this is a, pretty much a meaningless game. Uh, Colts just have a better roster. Colts will get it done. I agree with you on this one. Uh, Colts are Colts are the much better team, and uh, Colts they they beat up on on the Panthers last week. Um, a team that's been struggling. The Jags have also been struggling, so I think they'll do the same. And um, yeah, I got to go Indianapolis. 
Man, I don't know what to make of the Colts. Having all year. Having all year. Tired mm. of getting burned, I can tell you that much. Ah, I feel like every time I vote against them, they win. When I bet on them, they lose. So I don't really believe in them, but I'll pick them. Okay. Colts. I feel like that's the AFC it South. It makes sense. Yeah, it's been a disaster yeah. all year. Yeah. Horrible, horrible teams. And then the interdivisional play is just the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, AFC South games are always a mess. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, then in the AFC North, Steelers at Ravens. Steelers coming off a tough loss against the Jets, and and now they're going into Baltimore. That that that's I feel bad for them. Baltimore's gonna steamroll them. Uh, heard the Steelers' chances to get into the playoffs. Uh, they're fighting with Tennessee right now, so we will see. But, yeah, I don't think the Steelers get in the playoffs. I think Ravens just smoke them. The, yeah, the Ravens, uh, they're probably going to sit Lamar Jackson, I would imagine. And then Mark Ingram uh, came out of game against the Browns with an injury, so I'm, I'm sure he's not going to go. But even with that, I think that RG3 will step in, and I think that maybe he'll have like a you know sort of audition maybe to you know maybe get a contract after this year. And even though the Steelers' defense is good, I don't have any trust in their offense when they, they're scrambling at quarterback. They went back to Mason Rudolph this week. Both Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph are, are not the answer for the Steelers' quarterback. So going against a great Ravens secondary, I don't trust them. So even if Lamar does sit, I, I, I'm still going to go with the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens are the best team in the, in the league. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. So uh, if, if you uh, ask me, uh, Ravens, Ravens. I'm going to bet on the Ravens every week right through the end of the football season. All right. Then uh, back to the AFC South, Titans at Texans. Now, I've been a big hater on the Titans here. They need this win or, or a uh, Pittsburgh loss to uh, get into the playoffs. I, I mean, Pittsburgh's playing the Ravens. Should be a tough one. But – uh Texans are already in the playoffs. They already clinched the division. I think the Titans will come in, sneak out a win here, and uh, secure their spot at that at, in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going with Titans. Even though uh, they lost the past two games, it was to the Texans, and then they were able to hang around with the Saints the last week. So both close games. You know, it's they haven't been out of it even after uh, the hot streak, losing two games. So, and I, I just don't see the Texans, you know, two uh, teams at the top of the AFC South. I don't, I don't see them sweeping for the season, or especially like you said, they might be setting some players. So, I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Titans on this one. Boy, those Titans. I just don't know what to make of them. It's a big game. They're obviously, a game they need to win. Yeah. Uh, Houston, been playing all right for the most part. Had a cup, a tough loss against uh, Denver a couple weeks ago. Uh, big wins last uh, uh, last week, obviously, and the uh, week before. I don't know. I feel like Tennessee has a big game to win. I don't think they're going to do it. And and I and I and I suspect uh, you know that that Houston may even take it easy. I still think Tennessee will find a way to blow it. Really? I do. You've been riding Tennessee. I have. But I learned to temper my expectations. I'm telling you, Tennessee, I'd love to see it. Because I like the Tennessee. I like the Titans. I like that. I like that upstart kind of, you know, they got it going on. They're like the my new favorite little AFC team. You picked the Titans to beat the Saints last week. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that work out? <laughs> Did not. Um. Yeah, I just – I don't think – I think Tennessee is going to be a better team next year. I think they'll have a pretty yeah. decent year next year. I think this year is going to end uh, in misery. Mm-hmm. It's going to be unfortunate, but I think they lose a close one here. And uh, just real quick, if they went with Tannehill at the start of the year instead of Marcus Mariota, I'm sure the record would be a lot better right now. They'd, they'd be yeah. in a much better spot. I'll bet. Yeah, maybe. Then uh, AFC West, Raiders at Broncos. Uh, mile high is just going to get to the Raiders. Broncos get it done. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos on this one. There, there's still, I don't know if you saw this, there's still a crazy scenario out there where the Raiders could uh, sneak into the playoffs. If the Steelers, the Raiders would have to win, Titans have to lose, the Steelers have to lose, and the, the Colts have to beat the Jags. So I think, yeah. honestly, I think 
all the other scenarios will happen, but it, it will come down to the Raiders, and I, I think that they will end up blowing it. So uh, in mile high, I'm going to go with the Broncos. No Josh Jacobs, no W. As simple as that. Uh, I, I think Denver ends up winning that. Uh, and I think it will be great for Denver to get a big win that will completely eliminate the Raiders. That's going to be their Super Bowl. All right. And then going from the AFC West to the NFC West, Cardinals at Rams. Cardinals just got a big win last week against Seahawks. Uh, I, I think they keep rolling and they go into L.A. and beat this Super Bowl hangover, if you want to say, or just mediocre Rams team. I've been uh, chasing the Cardinals a couple times this year. I, I picked them earlier in the year to beat the Seahawks, and of course they did it uh, last week. And then I, I picked them a couple weeks ago to beat the Rams after they were struggling a little bit. But uh, I can't I can't stop chasing them. They got to win one of, one of these games for me at some point. So I'm gonna agree with you. I, I, I just think the Rams they're they're spiraling right now. So uh, I, I'm gonna go Cardinals. I'm going to take the Rams to finish the season seven and nine, or nine and seven rather, and not make the playoffs. Uh, I think that's the perfect. It, it, look, it, there is the Super Bowl hangover. This team's either going to end the year at eight and eight, and and be a complete flame out five hundred team, or they're going to end at nine and seven, and they could feel good about themselves for coming up just short of making the playoffs. And I feel like that's the more likely scenario for the Rams. I do think they're going to win it. I think they got a lot at stake. I think they really want to win this game. Um, as well as the, I mean, the Cardinals didn't really play that great against Seattle. I feel like Seattle had a disastrous game um, for the second time this season. Just didn't seem to show up for a game. We can get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that right now. I know what I'm picking in this last game, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game of the week. The big primetime Sunday night game. The deciding factor on who will be the NFC West champion. The 49ers go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seattle struggled. They've lost. They've lost. They have been very susceptible at home, which is very strange for Seattle when they have coined the phrase the 12th man being their crowd. But uh, they've struggled at home. 49ers are looking back at Seattle handing them their first loss. And uh, they want some revenge. I think they go in, get the win, and secure the top spot, the number one seed in the NFC with with beating the Seahawks on the road. You hit uh, all the points I was going to bring up. You know, Seahawks won the first time around uh, in the 49ers' place, so I think the 49ers are going to want to return the favor. And just the fact that the Seahawks have been struggling the past couple weeks, and now they're going to be without Chris Carson this week. Um, yeah. The the thing that uh, makes that engine run. So, uh, yeah, i got to go 49ers in this one. I, you know, because Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett have been on my fantasy team, I've paid a lot of attention to that team this year, and I've watched some of their struggles I've I've felt like the 49ers have been a good team all year. I've had a lot of conversations recently with people about how good Jimmy G actually is. I think people are starting to recognize that. I think just because he hasn't won playoff games before, I, I don't think that's a an indicator as to what's to come. I mean, you either know how to play quarterback or you don't. Yeah. This is going to be a huge game for him. This is going to basically be like his, his first playoff game and, and what happens here will set the tone for them. I think the Niners are going to beat up on Seattle. I don't know if the game's going to be a blowout. Score might be close, but I think the Niners are going to out-physical Seattle in this game where even yeah. if the score is close, I think it's going to feel like Seattle got beat up. All right. Niners. Okay. And uh, that's going to be it for picks. Tonight, both Sean and I have the Vikings – Joe, you have the Packers, so let's see if we can get some, make up some ground. Oh, boy. Uh, now, uh, let's talk a little fantasy. I know uh, the fantasy season's pretty much over. Still daily fantasy. Uh, in my league, I am currently up 10 points in the championship. The other guy has Aaron Jones left to play tonight. So we shall see come next week if yeah. I'm able to edge it out. What, what do you think? Fancy wise here, 
Sean. Uh, uh, yeah, going into um, next week uh, for quarterback, I, I like uh, Carson Wentz against the Giants secondary. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, he he, had, he did pretty good against throwing over 300 yards against them a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't think that'll change. Even though I, I did pick the Giants, I think the Giants will win. But I, I think that Carson Wentz will still have a good day. Uh, running back, I like Carlos Hyde going against the Titans. Um, just a couple weeks ago they played. Carlos Hyde had a monster game. I think he ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. So um, I think it will be a good matchup for him, especially if Deshaun Watson isn't playing. I'm sure they're going to yeah. want to run the rock uh, more. So I like him there. Uh, receiver Brashad Perriman um, going against the Falcons for the, the Bucks. Um, I mentioned the, the injuries to the receivers for the Bucks earlier. So if he is the number one option for the Bucks, uh, we know that they like to sling the ball around, uh, especially going against not a great secondary. So I think that he'll have a monster week. And then a uh, tight end, I like uh, Tyler Higby uh, on the Rams. I think this this week uh, was his fourth straight game with uh, 100-plus receiving yards. So he's been doing uh, really good stepping in for the Rams. I, I think that will continue uh, this week against the Cardinals. If you don't have Caden Smith, boy, you're missing out, yeah. man. I yeah. tell you what, I picked him up a few weeks ago. Uh, what a what a stud he's been so far. Uh, if you got that guy, get him in your lineup. I like the Miles Sanders uh, facing the Giants. Uh, he's coming off another huge week, 26.6 points. I think you could see something similar against the New York Giants. Get Russell Wilson out of your starting lineup this week if he's in it. I think he's due for another bad game. I think yeah. the Niners are really going to bat him. So if you got somebody else, I think you might want to go that route. All right, uh, th- this week is a tough week to pick fantasy-wise because of everyone sitting out and stuff. So uh, with that being said, I-, I do like Miles Sanders. I've been talking about him so much this whole year because I-, I picked him up early. I-, I drafted him in my league. And every week I, I hear reports, Eagles look to use Miles Sanders more. Eagles look to use Miles Sanders more. Then once uh, Howard got injured, mm-hmm. Miles Sanders has been that dog and shown – how good he can be. Uh, I, I also like Latavius Murray for the Saints uh, against the Panthers. I think they're going to run the ball a lot more. Alvin Kamara, they like him more in the past game. The real horse, the real workhorse, the real dog is uh, Latavius Murray. And uh, that's really it. I hope if you're listening, you have good luck this week. If it's your fantasy championship uh, or if you're doing daily fantasy, hope you can win some money. And before we close the show, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have a gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Have a happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Mm Uh, Hope you enjoy all the games this week, and uh, we hope to see you next time. Take care.